tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, as we uh, head into, I guess, fall now, Mark. Wow, you know, yeah. It's like, you know, we were making jokes about, the, we've been, for two months, we've had weird weather. We have. Now we're in fall. Yep. And I was thinking about this, um, well, actually, yesterday morning, because it was like 40-something degrees when we <laughs> headed into work. And yeah. I remember thinking, you no, know, there was a time, it was back about 2003 or four. And, um, in October we went to uh, Gatlinburg on a little fan. We were doing, it was a thing we had with the radio station and, um, we had, you know, recording some businesses up there to attract the tent. You know, it was just a promotional thing and we got this hotel room given to us. So I went with the family up there and Mimi went with us and two things I learned about that trip. It was like traveling with Anna Edna part one, <laughs> part two uh, of the trip was that we get in Gatlinburg and for a guy with a bad back who has, you know, oh, good yeah. days and bad days yeah. with walking, you're kind, it's like you may as well be watching mm -hmm. the streets of San Francisco or right. the bullet car chase because yeah. Gatlinburg is one big hill to walk up. Yeah, it kind and, of uh, is, yeah. <laughs> I just was like, oh, come on. So, anyway, not my deal of fun. I did it for my wife. Right. And yeah. when we, but when we left, you know, the air conditioning was on at the house. When we got back, the first night we got back, it had turned. And we're mm. talking in three days, it had turned. And... All of a sudden, you know, we get home at night and the, you got to turn the gas on. It's 50 right. degrees in the house. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you know how sometimes when you turn the gas on the first time, it doesn't always, it's like the pilot light went out or something. Right. I had that problem then. Oh, and no. And it's like, oh, come on. It's nighttime. We just got to go to bed. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That, that is, that sits with me now. <laughs> Whenever the weather changes, my first yeah. thing is, hey, I got to bump the heat on. Mm -hmm. And. Meanwhile, I know when LaDonna's got a window air unit in our room blowing 58 degrees with a fan blowing on the bed and you walk down the stairs and the, the you know, the water on your knee starts to thaw out That's right. and you're trying to the old woman shaking to turn the heater on, you know? Oh uh, my goodness. Mark. Yep. So, wow. That was, that was the start to the morning. Just giving mm. you a heads up. Wow. I, it's, it has been weird talking about weird weather a week ago today. I think the high was like 92 Right and today, the high is seventy one. <laughs> it's like, did somebody open a portal to some alternate universe? Are we in the middle of a movie, and we need we need some details here because <laughs> well, this you know, Mark, is weird. If global cooling was the word of the day, but now it's climate change, so that fits everything. Uh, yeah. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and this actually um the story that you sent yeah i have thought this sounds like the beginning to a joke but then i looked down at several <laughs> other stories they do uh, we got a bunch of stories here that sound like the beginning of a joke mm -hmm. so here we go four women you know four sisters yeah they didn't walk into a bar but they did win a guinness world record what is that it's a major award Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. A quartet of Wisconsin native sisters with a combined age of 389 years were awarded the Guinness World Record for highest combined age of four living siblings. <laughs> Before I go any further, I just have to remind you, who's the person who tells you Guinness will make up a category for anything? 
That would be me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay, here comes the names. Arlene Johnson Overski. She's 101. Marcine Johnson Scully. She's 99. Doris Johnson Godnier. She's 96. And Jewel Johnson Beck. She's 93. Were awarded the title when Guinness World Records verified their combined age of 389 years and 197 days as of August 22nd. The sisters took the record from the Goebel or the Goebel family. I'm guessing, I guess, who were verified as having a combined age of more than 383 years earlier in this year. Wow. Um, Gardner said uh, she told the Madison Daily Leader, we're still living and that's something to celebrate. It is. Yes, that's it, amazing to me. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, man. Does the oldest one still boss around the youngest one? Does she still have to make their bed? You know, <laughs> no, she tells them to. <laughs> wow she's 101 okay. wow which one of you remembers what today is <laughs> i'll have a ham no where are the keys uh, here no dear that's a hammer <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and mark a few minutes ago we were talking about the old sisters yeah. you know and i'm making jokes about it but look I can't imagine what it must be like. And I'm fascinated by age and what people have seen mm. in their lifetime. Yeah. And I, we're having fun with it. But you know what? Something that did hit me is how many of us, when we were younger, and uh, we were told things by our parents or grandparents, and we thought, I'm never going to live that old. You know, we'd flippantly right. say, yeah. you know, I'm going to die young so they can bury a, a good-looking corpse. And I remember a <laughs> right. friend of mine saying that one time. I'm like, dude, what's going to ha- You're ugly. How's that even, you know, you only got half of that. You need you to might change your live priorities, yeah. buddy. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but, you know, the older you get, the more you think about losses or mistakes, things you've done or said that you regret. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to continue down that path. You want to have some redeeming qualities about your life as you get older. Yeah. But I wonder in that, Obviously, we don't all feel that way because these women, you know, were all married to some dude that was crazy get off my lawn guy, you know, and they've outlived him. So, I don't know. It's just something about age. I'm wondering if they all live together in the same home, you know? I Well, you know, that's what, when you're reading their last names, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they're all, let's just go first name because they're all old, right? Right, yeah. Because they're all, they were all a Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, but anyway, still, you've got a number of people living that long. And I don't have that in our family. You know, I don't have, mm-hmm. uh, on, on my biological family, yeah. um, uh, my mother's side, they all die young. Yeah. And yeah. 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 And so huh. I really didn't think I'm, I'm not kidding, Mark. I thought 50 ish, maybe, yeah. you yeah. know, and, yeah. uh, now I'm past that. It's like, Whoa, what happened? Yeah. I, mean, I just, yeah. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, so try, I just life. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, well, I'm, I'll be spending the day with my mom today. She's right. She's in her mid eighties. My dad is also, uh, in his mid eighties. They're roughly the same age. Right. Then, and, uh, uh, I need Jane and I are talking about in a couple of weeks going down to Pensacola for a visit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple right. of weeks, sometime, sometime towards the end of October. Yeah. And, um, and it's just, it just, it hits me. I mean, this is going to be us. The, right. You look at it. It used to be 
that, wow, you look at those people in that age is so far away. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you were talking about. Yeah, yeah it'll never affect me. And now right. it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a lot yep. closer now than I think it, that it ever used right. to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And now, it, and that's where, you know, when you start thinking about that, it goes back to what Larry Adcock said, and I'll never forget it. I've said mm-hmm. it many, many times when he would, he was the general manager for WDJC, Christian mm-hmm. radio station, very active guy. And he would go at lunchtime often be at a senior or assisted living home. And he would share his testimony and share, you know, Jesus. And I asked him about it one time. I wasn't being funny or whatever, but I did ask, you know, about doing that. What's it like? And he said to me, Dave, there's just as many people lost and dying and going to a devil's hell at an old folks home as there are in a junior high. Mm, yeah. And I don't picture older people not knowing Jesus. I don't picture older people not knowing God. Right. You know, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. And, but it's very true. It and is true. Some are, some are belligerent agnostics. Those are the crazy get off my lawn guy, you know, yeah. but yeah. you know, there are plenty of people who do not believe. And apparently we're not doing a good enough job sharing it. Cause look mm. at the news and look at what's happening. You're going, wow, yeah. what happened to us? When did we stop? I'm like, no, it's always been this. This is the battle. You know, yeah. this is the battle every day. Yeah. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and mark i haven't told you about this yet um and well i debated whether to do it but i'm going to because um you know corporate prayer i mean you know praying all together is one thing praying individually about one person is a different thing i think and and that's what we need today um rusty mace who is, uh, we were talking about the other day, how Rusty really has it all dialed in now. Yeah. And uh, how, you know, he's just, he's got the life I've always wanted him to have, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's been a dear friend of mine since 1990. Go back that far. And um, he went, you know, he started having a couple little issues uh, medically. And uh, anyway, they were going to do a couple of stents. You know, I mean, when you get that blockage in your arteries and your heart and all that, and they put a couple of stents in, you're good as new. All right. They do that as outpatient surgery now. Right. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, they went in to do it the other day before yesterday or it was yesterday. It was yesterday actually. And, um, they couldn't do it. They had to stop. Wow. Um, he's going to have to have open heart surgery. Oh my. And yeah, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things where, you know, when you're past the point of being able to do the, uh, you know, little stents and all that, and you have to do open heart, you know, it, it is something that we all go, Oh my goodness, this is, you know, yeah. it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's still cracking your chest open. True. And so, uh, that's what rusty is going to be going through. Um, he's going to let me know later on this morning yeah. uh, how that goes, but I wanted to put it out there just to say, you know, Rusty is somebody who is a part of this. He was always designed to be a part of Life Radio. Yeah. We just haven't. Things have been changing in his world and, so, and in ours in such a way it has never come together. He yeah, will, yeah. though, hopefully. And I just ask that if you, uh, well, no, not if you're a praying person. If you're listening to this, you are a praying person. Right, yeah. We, you know, we know that. Um, but please just pray for Rusty. Um, yeah. He's having open heart surgery and, uh, you know. We uh, just want to pray that yeah. the doctors and everybody, you know, do their thing. Yeah. So, but mm. anyway, it's a shocking call. Not something you expect, you know, yeah, after you and I were just talking about how active he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got the boat. He's doing fishing. It looks yeah. like he's, a, he's starting to produce a fishing 
a fishing YouTube channel for somebody. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's, uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on and he's, yep. I, I keep, yeah. I keep thinking every day, you know, we need to pull him off. We got imaging with his name on it and stuff running on the yep. station. Okay. He's, oh, yeah. he's going to, he's, you know, he's not going to stop yeah. doing that to do with this with us. He's too right. busy. And then, yeah. <laughs> and now this, so, so I'm, yeah. this is a shock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so if you would, please, uh, keep rusty in your thoughts and prayers mm. and his wife, Karen. And, yeah. um, you know, just, yeah, I'll keep you updated. But anyway, that's the, that's the heads up today on the Mark and Mac show. Life radio FM, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, you and I make jokes about the lottery all the time, mm. you know, um, and we're not fans of the lottery, just throwing it out there. But again, if I'm in a state that has a lottery, oftentimes I'll buy a lottery ticket as a marker, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, we would buy, you know, I've said it before, we would buy a ticket for each person on the trip. You know, when we had all the kids and Mimi, we'd I'd buy one for everybody. So everybody got their own ticket or whatever. Right. Yeah. But anyway, now, and the last time we did, it's funny because we got down to three and then, you know, now we're back up to four and five each time. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But yeah. that's the only, and to be honest, the last time I was in Florida, I forgot to do it because it's just not, yeah. you know, yeah. but people that get all about, you know, the lottery in their state, man, it, it can get a little crazy. And mm-hmm. a man accidentally buys three tickets yeah. for the same lottery drawing. Yeah. <laughs> a guy in Maryland, he ended up winning a lottery jackpot of $150,000 after he accidentally bought three tickets for the same <laughs> drawing. It was a pick five drawing, which I have no, I, I I'm totally unfamiliar. Right. If they give them these names, right. <laughs> and, right. you know, it's it, it, like we've talked about before and you've said it's not just one thing. They've got it divided yeah. into a bazillion different ways for to get, get, yeah. take your money from you. Right. Well, this 67 right. year old Ta- uh, Towson man told uh, Maryland uh, lottery officials he forgot he already bought tickets for the midday and evening pick five drawings September 20th and 20 to 25th. So when he was preparing to undergo surgery, he made sure to buy a ticket for the September 22nd evening drawing. The man said his wife, unaware he'd already purchased tickets for the drawing twice, bought him a third ticket for the same drawing. The man's numbers, 51359, came up, earning him a total prize of $150,000 from his three tickets. He said the winning number is based on his wife's birthday. Quote, the one time that I accidentally buy three tickets, the number hits three times. It was unbelievable. The man said uh, he previously won a big jackpot from a pick three drawing. And he scored a top prize earlier in the month of September in the two the two day uh, the two midday yeah. pick four drunk. These just too much. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just can we have one thing, please? Right. He said a lucky mistake also played a hand in that incident. Uh, he said I went to play my daughter's birth year, 1979. The clerk at the store got it wrong, gave me the wrong number, 1997. When I got home later, guess what? Four digits yeah. hit that day, 1997. Wow. He said he plans to share his prize with his two daughters. He might want to wait until, until he, after he pays his hospital bill, you know, because yeah. <laughs> they'll find a way to take a lot out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still on. I'm thinking, OK, I don't I don't understand how that works. It's no. like when, you know, I've told you this before and we've talked about it. But here's your bottom line. He's talking about this like everybody in the world understands. it. Yes. And people that live in a lottery state do. But this is where they nail you. They make it something more mm-hmm. than just the racket. You know, right, yeah. They, just remember, the mob, you know, makes money on the racket, the mo- the money rackets. You yes, know, you play yes. the numbers. And Vegas is not built with billion-dollar hotels because people mm-hmm. go there and win. 
Right. Anytime you're rolling the dice. So, yes, he came out ahead, but look at all the games he can talk about off the top of his head. Yeah. I picked four here. I picked 27 there, and then I had the wrong date here, but got this. You know, the one in the middle is on the top, and the one on the right is an all-night <laughs> DJ. That's about where he ended, you know? You think about the, you think about, you know, you, we talked, you, you mentioned, uh, casinos, right? They don't build those places by losing. Yeah. Right. And they, yeah. uh, and all of the stuff that goes on with that kind of gambling. Now you put politicians into the mix. You put the brains that come up with things like the IRS code into, yep. <laughs> into gambling, and they're going to yep. make it so complicated. You'll never understand why you lost. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark, you and I both have made jokes about power outages around here being shut down because of right. a squirrel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because it has happened. I mean, for yeah. real, we've lost entire power to our neighborhood right. because a squirrel got, you know, blown oh, yeah. up. Yeah. And around but, here, we've lost studio power. Thank goodness. I mean, right. We're a web radio station, so the music systems are all on a different server. We have a... We have a hosting service that takes care. We just load it all up on them and say, yeah. go. And but they, so if we're not here, the music still plays. So that's that's okay. But wow. <laughs> if it happens around your house, I, it's one of those situations where you're thinking, okay, I got a generator from our buddy Mike. Is it really worth going to fire it up? You know? <laughs> and about the time you decide, yeah, let's go ahead and drag the generator out, then the lights come back on. So right. it's just one of those things, but this is not, this is a squirrel story, but it's not a power outage story. A bakery in Scotland has been closed for two days due to the presence of an unusual burglar, a red squirrel that happens to be a protected species. The Greg's bakery in uh, Pitlochry was closed Sunday after a red squirrel was found living in the roof of the previous roof on the previous day and the squirrel was photographed through a window wandering around the closed business. The bakery remained closed on Monday after initial attempts to safely extract the squirrel were unsuccessful. The Scottish SPCA confirmed it was contacted about the squirrel on Saturday. Um a representative told the BBC, as the squirrel was very high up in the rafters, we advised the member of the public to leave an exit for the squirrel in the hope the animal would come down of their own accord. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case, and a member of our animal rescue team is now in the, on, in the process of trying to gain access to the shop to assess the situation. Specialists are working to safely extract the squirrel, which is a protected species in Scotland. Greg's officials said the store will be thoroughly cleaned before reopening since the animal is, once the animal is safely outside. And see, that was my whole point is that squirrels have shut down plenty of things around right. here by yeah. you know, mucking up our our power. But <laughs> gotcha. in this case, he just mucked it up by being alive. But <laughs> you know how you can tell that it didn't happen to my thing? If I owned the place, you would not know about a red squirrel being there. No. I wouldn't know about a red squirrel. I would only know he was a red squirrel after I caught him in the trap that went <laughs> slapping on. Oh, he was a red squirrel. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark a couple of minutes ago we were talking of a cut not a couple of last hour right yeah time is all over the place mark (laughs) i don't know it's at least an hour ago yeah yeah anyway (laughs) uh, we were talking earlier today about a lottery guy a guy winning money in the lottery and now yeah Another lottery story, because this sounds more like what could happen to you or me, mm-hmm. where we'd be walking around for, you know, whatever, with a ticket that means something, a $50,000 right. Powerball ticket right. spent over a month. 
uh-huh. forgotten mm-hmm. in a winner's purse. Yep. A, well, a woman in Missouri said she was shocked when a Powerball ticket that was forgotten in her purse for over a month turned out to be a $50,000 winner. The woman told Missouri lottery officials she bought a Powerball ticket for the July 16th drawing at the Walmart store in Manchester and tucked it into her purse where it soon became forgotten. This is mm-hmm. a scenario every husband can relate to. Yep. Yeah. The husband or the woman that is said it wasn't until she visited a store to check a different Powerball ticket that she found the forgotten slip of paper in her purse and decided to scan it. The ticket, which had spent more than a month in her bag, turned out to be a $50,000 winner. She says, I'm just so grateful and happy. She said some of the money will go toward paying off her student loans. She said, it's a good present for me. Yeah. (laughs) And probably going to spend a little bit of that on buying a better purse. You know, (laughs) my goodness, you know. I think there, I saw a thing one time about the number of lottery winning lottery tickets that are out there mm-hmm. because oftentimes, you know, especially like you or me, we don't know all the ins and outs of a game. So we, mm-hmm. you know, you buy a ticket for the, whatever the big drawing is, that's what I want them. And you get a ticket. Well, you find out later on that if you matched, you know, three of the five numbers, right. you got a yeah. hundred thousand or what, right. you know, there are tickets all over the place that are mm-hmm. winning tickets that people don't know are winning tickets. Right. Oh. Yeah. And by the way, don't try to pull the old, I know I had it, I lost it, sure, you know, because they oh, got video yeah. on everything. Yeah, like that's going to work. Yeah. It, there have been a couple of interesting scams related to lotteries in different states, though. Mm. Uh, pretty creative stuff. But just FYI, if you work in a business that sells lottery tickets in any way, shape, or form, and somebody in your family hits it big with lottery, you better get ready, man. They are not going to be able to pull a pin out of your backside with a semi truck. It's being, they going deep, baby. Liferadio.fm. Mark and Mac show where a little while ago when we were talking about the red squirrel shutting down a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was something in here about rats and power. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you think about it. we have I remember the last time power went out of my neighborhood, you made a joke about a squirrel, you know, getting inside the and that is what happened. Right. Uh in my neighborhood. So that's been top of mind. So any squirrel story with the business I'm thinking, you know, yeah. But then here is this over fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred Virginia mm-hmm. residents left without power because of a rat. Yeah. Residents in one northern Virginia community were left rattled. Rat rattled after a uh, rodent wiped out their power on Friday. Over 1,500 residents of the Tyson's Virginia area experienced the outage at night. Peggy Fox, a mm-hmm. spokesperson for the Dominion Energy in Northern Virginia, uh, for, in Northern Virginia, mm, revealed the cause of the outage on Twitter. It was a pesky little curious critter. She wrote hmm. that the outage was due to a rat that. Uh, infiltrated a piece of equipment and caused an outage that left 1588 customers in the dark wow um, you know it only took them about an hour to resolve the problem but still you know yeah <laughs> man i've heard you of know, squirrels doing this but never rats, <laughs> you know no i was just thinking tyson virginia and you know tyson's corner is like where a lot of the political rats live and work and i wonder <laughs> you know is Tyson's uh, Virginia and Tyson's Corner the same place? Because then know. you know, know. yeah, because well, it was the it's northern. Uh, did Virginia. the rat have bifocals? A lot of people from D.C. live in northern yeah. Virginia, so yeah, eh, it could be. Man, that's nasty. Mm-hmm. The Mark and Mac Show.
liferadio.fm. Mark and Mag Show. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mark, we have had our share of stories uh, today, already today. And, by the way, if you miss any part of the program, you can catch the daily podcast. Mark gets that uploaded and mm. it's available usually by 10 a.m. Central Time. Yeah. You just never know. But, ooh, um, ooh, ooh. I'm just yeah. thinking you're t- t- taking mm-hmm. care of a little service element there. I, I, I just remembered that we're going through some transitions as far as our apps, right. our apps are concerned. So, uh, if you're listening to us on, on, uh, on your phone, you, we know you're an Apple user because they, mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason this morning, they decided to shut off the Google, the, the Android app. And I don't know why, but, but uh, <laughs> if you have friends who saying, I can't, I couldn't listen to, to Mark and Mac this morning, let them know it's hopefully in the next day or so we'll have it back up again. I don't understand what's going on. Okay. They tell me, okay, well that's been canceled. And I go look at it again and oh, it's running. So I don't know if it is or not. So, and I'm a, I'm not an Android guy. I got to go dig out. I've got an Android tablet somewhere. I've got to dig it out somewhere to, and, and find find out if it's actually working or not eh, we'll see that and, okay. and the handful of things are changing <laughs> so just be aware that we may have a, a hiccup or two today and tomorrow today i say today because this would this would happen on a day when i've got to be gone all day long yeah <laughs> of course it's i'm going to be on the road all day today as soon as we get done i'm gone and i, you know, I, I won't be able <laughs> to deal with it at all today so that's just Perfect. Right. Thank you very much. But just be and, aware of that. Which actually goes to show you that I have no ability to do anything. <laughs> just straight up. I yeah. can send Dave a message. It's and say, not hey, from a lack of want. Hey, could you fix the? Could you change this on the app? Dang, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, dude. I got a call from Jackie one time when she yeah. was on vacation and didn't have internet, and there was a problem with something we had done with Nancy's show that had to mm-hmm. be changed and updated. Yeah. And she's like, hey, all you got to do is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's easy so, for you. <laughs> I'll get right on that. I ended up just redoing the whole show. Oh, and no. Then put it up there, you know? Yeah, it was oh, easier man. than what she told me to do. <laughs> all right. But anyway, there, that's that's what's going on. But yeah. we have the podcast up every day. Yeah, that's right. About 10 o'clock. <laughs> Anything, you can catch it. Yes. <laughs> Covered massive animal stories. We've mm-hmm. got a Guinness Book of World Records story. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is Hurricane uh, Ian that is yeah. really barreling down, um, you know, coming into what the western side of Florida. It's right. about yeah. uh, an hour. Well, I was going to say an hour. It's at this moment um, about 60 miles west, southwest of Naples, Florida, to give yeah. you an idea of where it is. Yeah. And they are talking catastrophic storm surge. Mm-hmm. Catastrophic. Yeah. And the way to think about that is that. Uh, a lot of damage along the coastline isn't from the wind. It's from the storm surge. Right. Now, the wind does its share of damage, you know. Yeah. But uh, the storm surge can just be a beast. And yeah. uh, a lot of people are going to lose everything. Yeah. And we've, and we said that flippantly. Yeah. We've actually got a story in the stack about that today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pull that one up. And we can run that yeah. one now. But Well, you know, the biggest thing is people trying to evacuate out. And, yeah. and here is the thing people don't understand. Um, uh, having been... Uh, in coastal areas where uh, you would be into a forced evacuation, um, just so you know, um, having to leave town at a moment's notice, you know, mm. and go inland, you have to find a place to stay, you yeah. know, inland, far enough away from the mess. And anyway, it, it's expensive, especially if you've got small children. Uh, you're talking about basically taking a mini vacation without any, you know, a lot of us will save for a year to go on our annual, you know, vacation to the beach mountains or wherever you'd like to go. Mm-hmm. 
imagine having to do that out of thin air, you know? Yeah. Um, because that's what this is. I know we're all supposed to have enough, you know, reserve money to take care of these sure, things, but yeah. none of us do. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so that's watching, what's happening right now. Be prepared. I've been watching YouTubers the last couple of days getting who, who are based in, in uh, the, uh, the Orlando area. And right. uh, they're all prepping for it. And these guys, I mean, these guys who live there, like my dad, for right. instance, who lives in Pensacola yeah. and these, these guys who live there, it's like, eh, it's a hurricane. You know, it's just, it's, 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 you know, it's, but the big thing is that you go out to the store to get a few things to tide you over for the couple of days that you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, inconvenienced, so to speak. Right. And the, st- the sh- store shelves are all empty. And all right. the, all the bottled water's gone. All of this is gone. All, you know, it's, and that's the thing. It's just, yeah. people are going crazy. People are panicking. But uh, there's this guy named Mark Luther. He's a marine sciences professor who lives in a St. Petersburg, Florida neighborhood that juts into Tampa Bay. Summed up his feelings about Hurricane Ian Monday. He used two words, said, I'm stressed. <laughs> Luther, an expert in the physics of oceanography at the University of South Florida, who manages the region's tide gauges, understands better than most people just how vulnerable this densely populated area is to the combination of storm and surge. And how lucky it's been to dodge a direct hit from a major hurricane for the past century. He says, the street in front of my house floods during a bad high tide. Wow. He lives near the border of the low-lying neighborhoods of Shore Acres and Venetian Isles. That's only steps from the waterfront. Two years ago, the waters from Tropical Storm, Storm Etta crept into his garage and lapped at his door. That Mm. relatively mild storm brought several feet of surge, enough to flood hundreds of homes nearby and cause millions of dollars in damage. This week has the potential to bring something far worse that Ian could be the storm that officials have feared for decades. Wow. Yeah. So there's some people like that that live really at sea level who, eh, Mm -mm -mm. those guys are going to be suffering some serious damage. And you know, it's, when you don't live along the coastal area, it tends to be just another news day and yeah, you yeah. see the headlines. Right. But remember, whenever this happens, you're watching lives that will never be changed. It will be a marker, you know, in the mm-hmm. lives of those on the path. And yeah. just, you know, it gives me chill bumps to realize yeah. what could happen and then in a bad way. So right. just be in prayer. And, you know, um, most people that you and I know, and, and I'm thankful for this, but most people like that we know would actually open their doors to somebody that was evacuating, oh, yeah, you know, and yeah. say, come on stay. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that those, cause if there is damage as expected, you know, um, there are people who are going to have left their home mm-hmm. and they won't be able to get back to it. Right. You got to remember that everybody that evacuates eventually has to come back home. That's and true. when they try to get back home, there's damage to roads and yeah. power and everything yeah. else. So it becomes a real issue just to get back to your house, you know? Yeah, True. So anyway, uh, a lot of going on. Just be in prayer that again, remember when we are dealing with, you know, a hangnail and it's just the worst day of our life. There are people who actually are going through the worst day of their life. Life radio.fm market Mac show. And, uh, boy, oh boy, Mark, um, I mentioned a minute ago how we had so many different items from <laughs> animals to animals, Guinness book of world records. Yes. That, you know, when we had one of the first stories we did was about these four sisters, you know, they're yeah. all, you know, combined ages, uh, you know, infinity. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I thought that was the beginning to a joke, you know, yes, yes. but here we go. A North Dakota woman 
brings a raccoon into a bar. All right. <laughs> right. A woman who brought a wild raccoon into a Maddox, North Dakota bar, which prompted state uh, health officials to issue a warning about potential rabies exposure. Well, she's facing some criminal charges now. Aaron Christensen is charged with misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement, tampering with physical evidence, and unlawful possession of fur bearers. <laughs> That's one I've never heard of. <laughs> Christensen was arrested last week after authorities found her and the raccoon by serving several search warrants in and around Maddox. Christensen said her family found the raccoon on the side of a road about three months ago and named it Rocky. She said they were nursing the animal back to health with plans to release it back into the wild because sure they were. It's illegal under North Dakota Board of Animal Health laws to keep a wild raccoon. Authorities that euthanized the animal, poor Rocky, and it uh, tested negative for rabies. Oh, come on. Yeah, they had that's what they did. They kill the animal and then they test it for rabies. That's how they do it. Well, that's what you have to do, I think. Yeah. Christensen took Rocky to Maddox Bar on, on September 6th during a, a happy hour there and showed the raccoon to customers. <laughs> Bartender Cindy Smith said the animal never bit anybody at the bar. Nevertheless, hmm. North Dakota's Health and Human Services Department issued a warning asking anyone who may have been bitten or had contact with the raccoon's saliva to seek medical care. I think that's just a way for them to test everybody's DNA. You know, adding it to CODIS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got to get tested. If you breathe the raccoon's air, you know, we need to test you. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, it's uh, funny, odd. Uh, and I mean this in, yeah. because we were talking about the hurricane a few minutes ago. And you and I both have been looking at it like everybody else, I think. You know, you, you see a headline. You see this projected path. And, you know, usually the, the projected path changes, you know. Um, and you and I, you mentioned off the air, you, Hey man, this thing is turning earlier mm -hmm. than, you know, yeah. than they thought, which it, it's odd. You know, I mean, in this, you think, um, with all the technology we have and the ability to track things and what have you to not be able to pinpoint something, right. it just seems odd. You would think we'd be able to do that, but well, I mean, you know, we're talking about people who are telling us, you know, we got oh, people yeah. telling us that we're all gonna we're all gonna either freeze to death or burn to death because of man-made global warming and man-made climate change and yeah. but they can still they still don't know where the hurricane's going exactly so, and they say that with a straight face yes you know? uh yeah meteorologists yeah, well, out there like our friend uh, james Spann, uh meteorologists out there are, are all going oh come on guys come on you can't you can't predict just a normal day's weather seven days in advance, and you want to tell us that the world is going to, is overheating because of, yeah. of of what we're doing. Oh, please, come on, you know. <laughs> ah, well, anyway, it is funny. Yeah, no, because James Spann talks about if anything past three days is voodoo land. You yeah, know? and <laughs> that's, uh, right. it's wishful that's what's thinking. funny. Yes. He's he's so honest about it. It's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, but. Anyway, I have you um have you ever had to evacuate because of a hurricane, Mark? No, my dad has. Well, my dad and my yeah. stepmother actually came to our house. Once, right. You know, but all the way from Pensacola to to where we live and uh, Yeah. But that's what yeah. I've had to do it. And um you know, I I've, I've told you before and and again going back to my buddy Rusty, uh who is looking at open heart surgery, keep him in your prayers, but um we were at a radio station uh where 
we had, you know, four main guys. One of us had to stay behind, you know, for hurricane coverage. And, you know, the radio stations in an area like that are immense and TV are really important from the standpoint of survival. And, you know, chances are some of the radio stations are going to go off the air, True, you know, radio yeah. and TV, just because stuff gets messed up. Yep. And um, anyway, we, we were actually, this is the, shows you how cheap radio used to be. I don't, now they, you know, the major corporations that own all of the radio stations, there's not anybody. As some, some radio stations that people listen to every day, there's not one live employee in the building yeah. you know, for half the day. Yeah. Anyway. It's I digress. True. We actually, something but, we actually saw for ourselves not long ago. Yeah. Which is so yeah. we actually had um this radio station and it was a double wide trailer, you know, along the coast. <laughs> and you're thinking think about this. One of you is gonna have to stand behind stay behind in the death trap, you know. <laughs> That's and so the <laughs> We oh, actually bad. <laughs> we we were do, we talked about drawing straws and then we actually broke it down and the guy who had um, his wife had just had a baby the baby was maybe six months old mm. and actually he was the one that said look um, every one of us has children every one of us has people who depend on us but I'm the one you know I've got the fewest you know I mm. it's like he goes I can't in good conscience allow one of you guys to stay, you know, so yeah, yeah. he he not only volunteered, but that was the rationale was okay. the guy with the fewest kids stayed. And imagine what that's like to realize you're actually having to basically make a decision to possibly die. Yeah. And for the greater good of trying to provide, because oftentimes, you know, when, when everything goes down, uh, police fire rescue, they use the local radio stations to reach out right. and to yeah. help. And anyway, had to evacuate, and we were not going to. We'd already decided, you know, where, where we lived at the time. They had predicted a couple of days out that it was the landing point, right? It's coming in right here. Get right. ready. Yeah. And I'm watching that. I'm going, I don't think it's going to. You know, they rarely get it right that early. Usually, it's going to yeah. move yeah. further along. And um, I had decided, okay, we're going to stay. You know, I looked at my kids. They're too young to make the decision for themselves. I'm the one responsible. And I'm debating it. Fire truck comes through our neighborhood on the loudspeaker. This is a mandatory evacuation. Well, there you go. If you stay, we will not help you. Uh -huh. And it's like looking around going, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> so we start, you know, heading out less than an hour away. Mm. Can't find a place to stay. <clears throat> Yeah. Keep driving. No place to stay. Keep driving. No yeah. place to stay. And finally, we're about two and a half hours away from the beach. Find a hotel. And by the way, they didn't have back then, uh, they didn't have a long place that prevented gouging, you know? Right. And yeah. so uh. got this. And you had people that had a hotel room for forty nine ninety nine that was going forty nine, you know? And mm. anyway, we I find a hotel, I get booked in, and right then as I'm paying for this, okay. Yeah. I find out, you know, turn the radio on, what's the latest, and the track has moved. It's not coming in where we were. Uh, so, wow. I'm hours from home. Yeah. I just dropped a couple hundred dollars on a room I really couldn't afford at the time. Yeah. I've already bought all the food, so we just turned into a mini vacation, you know? <laughs> but, 
that's what I'm talking about. You can't always afford to do that, you know, and uh, it really, people don't understand why do some people stay? That's why. Wow. Hey kids, let's go yeah. out by the pool and watch the traffic on the interstate, you know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. I mean, thankful it didn't, you know, do that, but bottom yeah. line is there are people right now that did mm. not heed the warning in Florida. Yeah. And by the time they decided, okay, we better leave. It was too late. The highways were, you know, shut mm, down pretty much. Yeah. And, and it's coming and there's no way to stop it. Mm. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Mark, I do not want to make light of Hurricane Ian. So I get it is Ian, right? I look at it yes, wrong all the yes, time. Yes, okay. Um, hmm. I, after this storm passes, though, and, and, that we've had an appropriate amount of time, which would be a day. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to start making fun of some of those. We're going to have to post some videos of, of weather we guys, you know, yes. and reporters, mm -hmm. you know, because <laughs> now's not the day. I know that, but, uh, you know, actually it might be. It might be. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks. For no, we can't. Yeah. We can't, man. Mm -hmm. The Jerry Riviera show. You yes. know, New Orleans, right. when, when the hurricane, you know, came down and, and, uh, and, and New Orleans survived the hurricane. Yeah. It was the levees that broke the next day. Yeah. Katrina. Yeah. And uh, there was a Fox reporter that actually was standing near one of the levees, and he moved a rock, and water started pouring. That's when it happened. I'm not. It was that one little boulder, man. Guy just had to do it. Had to do it. Oh man. All right. Oh All right. gosh. In Houston, Mark. Yes. In Houston, right. <laughs> in houston this 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 is almost a stupid criminal story okay but it's not quite because he didn't okay. get caught okay okay so i had to it's not it's still crime so i had to have here we go ah <laughs> bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you oh man bad boys bad boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when a man walked into a Houston fast food restaurant and told employees it was his first robbery. He ended up leaving empty-handed. An unknown individual entered the restaurant, walked up to an employee standing behind the counter, and asked for change for $100. As the employee turned around to ask his manager, the wannabe robber displayed a handgun, told the employees it was his first robbery, and demanded money from the register. The manager refused, refused to open the register for the suspect. The suspect tried to negotiate with the manager, but failed. Oh, come on. Wow. <laughs> and he got frustrated before he eventually left empty-handed. Houston's police, uh, Houston Police's robbery division is asking for the public's assistance in identifying the suspect, who they <laughs> described as a Hispanic male, 17 to 25 years old, wearing a black shirt and armed with a handgun. Wow. <laughs> Just Mark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I don't even know where to begin. I, I'm sorry, it's my first robbery. <laughs> Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mac show, and. Uh, something a little while ago about some upgrades to the yeah that's to the if you're experiencing yeah. any kind of issues uh it, with life radio it's you know the upgrade stuff so just hang yeah. in there mark's fixing it maybe, all right maybe a hiccup or two today so just yeah, yeah. 
But when I saw this story, uh, you know, we had the story a few minutes ago about the guy who tries to do his first robbery Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go so well. Yeah. So now we have a drunk had planned to rob a bank. Right. And this one uh, does qualify. In Austria, a woman was walking down the street. When she saw a man sleeping in a car, snoring loudly. Do why diddy diddy dum diddy do. <laughs> there she was, just <laughs> walking down the street. She also noticed that the car had different license plates on the front and the back. Hmm. Thinking this was odd, she flagged down a, po- a passing police officer who stopped to check the situation out. He looked into the car where the guy was sleeping and saw a pistol and an empty booze bottle he shook the man awake and asked him for an explanation about the license plates the gun and they're the booze. not mine <laughs> they're not mine i don't even know how i got here officer the drowsy man explained that he'd planned to rob a nearby bank but having never done it before he was nervous so wow. he drank the booze to calm his nerves apparently he had so much of it he fell asleep in his getaway vehicle wow <laughs> you know all right, so did, does he get... He wasn't driving. No. He wasn't in public. He was no. in his own car. Yes. I mean, and theoretically speaking, he did Did he break any law? You know, that's kind of what I'm after. And and if not, I mean... Yeah. You know, what's crazy uh, is the only thing they could really get him on is the license plates because he was not in... He was not moving in the vehicle at the time he was right. behind the wheel intoxicated. Right. He didn't... He he had a gun. I don't know if in Austria it's legal you know, for, right. for people to carry guns. I just don't know. I don't know. The only thing I know for sure was he was not driving while intoxicated. Right. He was not robbing a bank. He was not committing any sort of act of violence. He just right. had mismatched plates on his car. So that's really legal. The only and thing I think dude, they could have gotten him for until he confessed. <laughs> I didn't do the plates, man. Somebody else stole my plates. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know we've had uh, a lot of different things going on today within the confines of the mark and mac show we've been mark's been dealing with some technical things on the app and what have you and um our buddy rusty um is uh, dealing with a, a heart issue that we explained earlier and yeah. asked that you keep him in your prayers and, yeah. and we've talked about the hurricane hurricane Ian, uh, you know along the beach or along the coast of western coast of florida so right there's a lot going on. Hmm. We've also had a couple of really stupid criminals just to make sure that we all know, hey, man, we're not all the same. No matter how you want to make it out, we ain't the same because, you know, it's just people are dumb. So as long as we've got all this going on, can we somehow, some way, slide in a Guinness Book of World Records story, Mark? Well, if you insist. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. Guinness World Records shared a video showing a pair of daredevils breaking the record for the longest slackline walk over an active volcano. Yikes. Rafael Bredi of Brazil and Alexander Schultz earned the Guinness World Record for longest slackline walk over an active volcano. ISA approved. When they walked 856 feet across a line suspended 137 feet over the crater of Mount Yasser, a stratovolcano in Tana Island or on Tana Island in Vanuatu. 
Slacklining is similar to tightrope walking, uses a cable or polyester belt instead of a taut cord or rope, and it sways back and forth while you're walking. Ah! Brittany also holds the, the <laughs> also holds the Guinness World Record for highest slackline walk after he walked a 59-foot line suspended between two hot air balloons, 6,236 feet over the Praia Grande in Santa Catarina, Brazil. God, if he could just dressed up in a clown suit, man, <laughs> that would be it. But Pushing I will tell you one thing. I know. <laughs> thing is, that wouldn't really fit because I know he's not a clown person. He's right. You know, yeah. But when you were talking about then, you know, Raphael Breedy, is that his name? Breedy. I'm guessing yes. And all I could, I got lost. It goes to show you how my brain is because <laughs> you're talking about Raphael Breedy of Brazil and Alexander Schultz, and all I'm thinking is that was his first name. I didn't know that. <laughs> I never knew. Schultz's first name was Alexander. <laughs> I know nothing. Oh, the sergeant. You know? Yes. I yeah. know I know nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't picture him slack line walking. I just can't picture him doing that. Well, the first part of it, yeah. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, uh, again, a quick reminder prayers for people um, that are now past the evacuation stage in florida uh that if they didn't get out before now they're they're in for the long haul this uh, hurricane yeah. ian has just decided to go ahead and come in a little early and differently and um so anyway it's i i just feel for them that's all mm, you know i really yeah. do the the sakobayashi maru there is right now there is no yeah there is no right way to come out of this and yeah. uh, i think what bothers me is the Okay, what bothers me is also something that I appreciate, okay? And yeah. it is the coverage that the media provides of a hurricane, yeah. you know, is they're there to um, provide us with up-to-the-minute, you know, stuff of what's going on. I don't want to call it entertainment, but information. Mm. And, yeah, in the meantime, I'm thinking you, they, they don't live there. So they are an observer who is, you know, planted in to document right. the devastation that yeah. people are going to have to live in. Yeah. Yet, that, that grinds my gears, yet I want to see it because then it helps us know where to help. And yeah. one thing, oh, Gladys, you know, after the hurricane, there will be countless uh, people oh, yeah. who are going to try to profit from this by yeah. all, saying they're helping, you know, the yeah. recovery efforts and whatever. I will tell you that if your church, you know, has some, you know, able-bodied gentlemen or women that have certain, you know, uh, boy, I'm such a sexist. Anyway. Yeah. If you've got people yeah. in your church that want to go help, okay, um, don't go down without a plan. That, that's mm -hmm. part one. You yeah. really have to be yeah. connected. You and do, yeah. uh, any, it, you want to be, and if you're going to donate money, be careful. That yeah. Use your best judgment because usually in this, the Red Cross, um, you can actually make a donation to the Red Cross and earmark it. I want this to go for this. And that's where it will go. Right. Um, so and you bring up, you bring up having a plan that's extremely important because you need to contact the authorities before you start putting the, everything together and make sure you can help. Uh, right. and if you can, then you odds are, and this is the way things are nowadays, you, you have to register with them. They have to know you're mm -hmm. coming. You have right. to have the right documentation when you get there and the yep. like, you can't just show up and say, Hey, we're going to help because and people show up <laughs> with chainsaws and pickup trucks and loot houses. Yes. So they and that's where yes. Mark and I both know this because of where we live, yeah. um, the tornado aftermath, you yes. know, yes. uh, we actually, um, very quickly, 
when uh, I was working with a recovery program and we had a group of men, we gave them all the option, you know, yeah. you can do a or B. And, and one of the things is you could go, it's going to be tough because you know, manual labor, you're going to get out there and we're going to be cutting trees and you know, it's going to be a long, hard day. Almost every guy that was able volunteered, you know, they didn't have to, they volunteered mm -hmm. to take, and while we were out there, we had our pickup trucks, you know, and bands, and we're going to a very specific area to help. And there was a truck um, in between ours, okay? You know, we had the front van and the back van. Mm -hmm. And in between us was a, a boy, I'm going to describe it, and I don't want to do that. Mm. It was a pickup truck that had three guys in it. And bottom line, they were looting. They were going into these areas that, uh, you know, had were trashed. Mm -hmm. They were stealing copper. And they were looting. They were looking for pills, money, yeah. anything they could find. Yep. And, you know, it was one of those moments where you're going, this is why, you know, we can't have nice things, you know, yeah. because of this kind of garbage. Yep. But one of the guys that was in the program, he said, you know what's bad is three months ago, that would have been me. Mm. And it really hit home. You know, yeah. it really hit home. But anyway, if you do want to help, make sure you're connected. If you yeah. want to donate money, I, I, I strongly urge you to only, only send money to real organizations. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, and Hey, if your heart's in the right place and you want to help, um, get connected yes. so that you can help, you know? Life radio FM, the Mark and Max show where a couple of weeks ago, I remember talking to you about, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air. I'm just saying, I just remember that I, I told you I wanted to do something special for LaDonna mm -hmm. and, you know, just to surprise her a little weekend getaway. And my thinking was beach, right? Because yeah. that's what I would like. Yeah. But she hates the beach. Her thing is the mountains. <laughs> well, that's not my thing. And so I thought if I'm truly a good husband, I would plan the getaway in the mountains, right. you know, I didn't. No, no, not a good husband. Oh no, no, well, oh no. I just, I wanted to, Mark. I just couldn't pull the trigger. And you know why? Yeah. That the day I was going to do it, there was a story about bears and <laughs> videos from people who were up there. Yes. Bears getting into people's cars and stuff, and I thought it was bad. I thought it was a joke or something, but it was real. And so when you see stories of a bear getting inside a car and destroying it, right. It's not a joke. It's mm -hmm. real. It is real. A Pennsylvania woman vacationing in California captured video of the moment a bear fled from the back of her SUV after spending up to seven hours inside the vehicle. 49-year-old Vicki Constantini of Redwood City, Pennsylvania, said she was visiting her vacation home in Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's well see it's a, it's a town either named after schwarzenegger or a pig a small community in, Cal <laughs> in, Calaver oh, wow. in calaveras county california when she made an early morning discovery about her range rover suv she told kt uh, ktv utv there were lots of lights going off the hazards were on the car was honking we we needed to open it to figure out what was in there Constantini and her friends used the key fob to open the hatch and a bear emerged from the back of the vehicle. Constantini posted a video of the bear's emergence uh, to TikTok because, of course, she <laughs> says it was foamy at the mouth when it came out, probably very dehydrated for having been in there so long. It was pretty desperate to get out. 
She says the vehicle, which had been left unlocked the night before, was destroyed inside. She said there was a can of Altoids in the SUV when the bear entered, (laughs) but the animal didn't touch that. She says, I often say a bear ate my car. It's destroyed. It ripped apart the dash. It was trying to get through the car. Every single door panel is destroyed. Every single seat is ripped. But the worst (laughs) part was the smell. Really? Oh, can you imagine the bears locked up in there for seven hours? <laughs> I hadn't. No, that bear hadn't didn't go that. in the that bear didn't go in the woods. Oh man, this is like out of a really funny movie, you know? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but it's real life. Bless her heart. Oh man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.